You're listening to ROH Cast at ROHworld.com. They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 72 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co owner of ROHworld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, who is the editor and the other co owner of the website. Hello, everyone. And the man simply known as Podcast Worst Nightmare, John. How's it going? But don't worry, it's not just us three this week. We're about to be joined by a very special guest. Michael Elgin will be here with us momentarily, so we hope you enjoy this special interview, and we'll see you next week for our usual show. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Stephen and John, as always, and we're joined by a very special guest. The unbreakable Michael Elgin is here. Michael, thank you for talking with us today. Oh, no, thank you very much for having me. Um, So this weekend, you've got a big weekend ahead of you. You'll be facing Rhino in uh, Dearborn, and then you've got Defy or Deny in Michigan. What are your thoughts heading into these two big matches? You know, um, uh, Rhino's always a tough opponent, and... I know that I got to be on top of my game and uh, be stronger than ever. He's a big guy and he's uh, been around the world and done a lot in wrestling. And on my way back to the Ring of Honor World Title, I need to need to beat guys like that. So I'm focused and ready. And I mean, as I said, I want to be Ring of Honor World Champion. So Milwaukee's a big night because that gives me a chance to to get a title shot. And mm. uh, that belt is definitely my goal in 2013. Um. Just prior to this, we end, we ended 2012 with the final battle pay-per-view, and you faced Roderick Strong. Um, what were your thoughts on that match? Uh, you know, uh, Roderick Strong, no matter how I feel about him, he's definitely one of the best wrestlers out there, and, and for sure one of the best wrestlers of Ring of Honor, and definitely, uh, definitely a pioneer of Ring of Honor. I know he came in not quite at the beginning, but he definitely had a, a stronghold on on the promotion for a long time and it's always a pleasure sharing the ring with someone like that and I had a I thought that uh, we had a pretty good match and I think yeah. just given more time and another match we can do even better and definitely put something in the in the history books. Mm. So now we'll take a look back at sort of your early days in Ring of Honor and how that came about leading up to now obviously. Um, you had your first match in 2007 I think. How did that initial match come about? Uh, the first match I did in 2007 was just like a pre-show match. And prior to that, I'd worked with B.J. Whitmer, Jimmy Jacobs, and Jimmy Rays. And I showed interest in Ring of Honor. And they kind of put me in contact with Gabe. And one weekend, I just canceled my shows and drove out to New Jersey and Boston trying to get a chance. He gave me a pre-show match. Uh, you made a few sort of infrequent appearances I suppose we can say in sort of 2007 and 2008 were you getting much feedback on those any sort of indication of bringing you onto the roster full time uh, there was no really indication of bringing me onto the full ro- on the roster full time but I definitely got advice and things I needed to work on and and uh, just things that I needed to, to do to, to be able to be a part of Ring of Honor um, I believe you made your sort of full roster debut in 2010 of part of the House of Truth. Um, can you remember whose idea it was to put you with the House of Truth and what was your initial reaction to that? Uh, I believe it was Truth Martinis. Uh, from what I heard, he had an option of myself or someone else and he had asked 
some of his close friends and who he should pick. And uh, it was actually Jimmy Jacobs who spoke up on my behalf and said mm. that I'd be somebody that might not get the initial pop like the other person would, but in the long run, I'd be a better choice. And I'd work hard to, to be somebody in Ring of Honor. So mm. I definitely owe a lot to Truth Martini and Jimmy Jacobs. And uh, I was excited because I had known Truth Martini for a long time. I actually had my first match for a show he was running in 2003. So hmm. uh, we went back a long time and just on road trips and stuff, I got to speak with him throughout the years and knew he was very knowledgeable and he would definitely, you know, look out for me and, and put me in the right direction. So what were your thoughts on that first year in Ring of Honor? You know, you had a few eye-pay-per-view appearances. You wrestled El Generico at the ninth anniversary show. Um, you also did a few tag matches where you were sort of looking for another member of the House of Truth. What did you think of that, you know, initial year? Uh, I thought the year went well. Um, I think I just kind of scratched the surface on what I was capable of and what I could do for the company. Um, but I also think that they gave me some good opportunities that I, I showed that I could, you know, be in the ring with guys like El Generico and Eddie Edwards. So I definitely was happy with the year, and uh, I think that it progressed well. And it led into 2012, which I thought was a really probably my best year in wrestling. So mm. I think that 2011 was definitely uh, definitely a good start of things to come. We have a question from our forum here. This is from KO, he says, uh, how do you remember the final match at the, the Survivor of the Fitz tournament in 2011, and did you feel like that was a real breakout moment for you? I definitely thought that was a breakout moment. Um, you know, I was in the in the ring with five other amazing talents, and I remember being told that I'd be in the last two, and just I had, my, you know, my mind going, and I thought of ideas, and just wanted to make it something special, and I remember really focusing hard on that and definitely afterwards I think that a lot of steam was picked up and the fans started to see that I could do something and I also think that uh, the bookers of Ring of Honor definitely saw something in me after that mm -hmm. night because I remember being told that, that right after that match uh, they knew that they wanted me in the main event WrestleMania weekend. Did you know when you won the tournament that the, the actual cashing would be so far away? I think it was almost a year. It didn't, it didn't take place until October at Glory by Honor? Yeah, no, you know what? It was never discussed when uh, I would be cashing it in or or really I knew that there was plans moving forward and I never really uh, questioned it. And I think that cashing in, you know, a year later was good. And also, you know, I got to do it in my hometown. So that was mm. always, always a blessing. And uh, so... I think that um, I think the wait was uh, was okay. Mm. Uh, Fudge on our forums uh, wants to know your thoughts on the match you had with Davey at WrestleMania weekend at uh, Showdown in the Sun, and that actually won our match of the year for 2012. And it, I think, it won the match of the year most places. Really, I mean, what were your thoughts on that fantastic match? I know it took a while to kind of set in. Um, I was definitely very proud of it. After after the match and the reactions mm. we got from the fans and the reactions from Davey and, and Jim Cornette and Hunter, but uh, it really just took a while to set in, and then it just became one of those proud moments and something that I know I'll leave behind. Mm. Um, whether people you know truly believe in or pay attention to the five star matches and stuff, just the fact that it was listed as that means it's on a list of great matches that people look at. So it's something that I'll be remembered by. Um, after this, you know, heading into sort of the later path of last year, 
the House of Truth started to break down. Did you feel it was the right time to start a breakaway from that group? I definitely do. I think that I was on the cusp of doing something outside of that, and it just made sense to kind of to kind of move on. And also, you know, there's only so many matches you can have with a roster, so it definitely opened up new fresh matches with me and mm. Roderick. Uh, not only that, it also just gives an opportunity, whether it be somebody else in the company, to get into a you know a bigger storyline, being part of the House of Truth or new talent coming in. It just opens stuff up. So I think it definitely was the right time because now you know it's more that can come from it. How did you feel about the slow build for the term? Because there was a lot of sort of teasing of this dissension between you and Roddy, and there wasn't really a match until you know final battle right at the end of the year. Uh, I hated the, the slow build. Um, it was probably the most frustrating thing ever to me. Uh, I just felt that there was a lot of things we could have done that could have still kept us away from the match, but we didn't have to, you know, mm. bicker and then still team and do all that kind of stuff. Uh, I know even like the promos we were doing and stuff, I didn't really feel comfortable with because me as a person, you know, somebody downgrading me in real life, I'm going to react to it. And uh, yeah. there were situations where I couldn't and everything. So it's just... It was really frustrating, and I thought that it could have moved much faster, to be honest. Um, I think probably our first match maybe should have been in Chicago at the anniversary show. Or not the anniversary show, sorry. Uh, death Before Dishonor? Yes, Death Before Dishonor. I, I really thought that that should have been our first match, even even earlier possibly, but mm. I think that would have been the right time to, to do the first one. Do you think perhaps wrapping it up at Final Battle would have been more appropriate rather than... Because to me, it sort of feels like it's getting started now at Final Battle rather than things coming to a to a head. Yeah, you know, I definitely think that the ending at Final Battle would have been good and then we come into a new year with new things. But, uh, I mean, I think that in the long run, it's still going to pay off. I mean, there's different interactions we can do with each other now. And, uh, you know, there's still, still big shows this year that we can do something special at. Hmm. Um, Fudge asks, uh, what are your thoughts on your match with uh, Kevin Steen at Gloria Barna? Obviously, that was your uh, shot from Survival of the Fist, and that was another match that was uh, really well, uh, you know, a lot of people thought that was a, was a great match. So what were your thoughts on that one? Uh, that, that's just another match that I was really happy with. Um, to the point where after it, I kind of felt a little bit better than my match with Davey. Uh, nothing against the match I had with Davey, or Davey as an opponent, or wrestler, or anything like that. I just... I know there's something about that match that I felt clicked and uh, just there's some real big turning points in that match as well where I think, you know, people believe that I was walking down to Toronto with the, with the world title. So after it, I was definitely very proud of it. And I just, it's always an honor to be in the ring with someone like, like Kevin Steen and, uh, mm. and he's been a great champion and just, it's a match that I definitely, you know, hold dear to myself and uh, something that I hope to, you know, people remember and say, what do you like about Michael Elgin and Ring of Honor if I ever move on or do whatever? And I hope that match still stands out. Mm. It must have been really cool for you to be in the ring with a fellow Canadian in Canada as well, in the main event as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was uh, definitely uh, a big moment, I think, for both of us and just Canadian wrestling in general. You know, the the scene around here, I don't think, gets a, enough acknowledgement and the fact that, you know, somebody homegrown right from that area and then somebody from not too far away was in the main event of such a big show, I think that uh, that showed there's some real talent here in Canada. Mm. Uh, Harpoon IPA asks, 
you were involved in two match of the year candidates in 2012 at ROH. What is your next mountain to conquer in 2013 and beyond? Sorry, what was the last one of that question? Uh, what is your next mountain to conquer in 2013 and beyond? Uh, definitely become the Ring of Honor World Champion. Uh, I mean, I let out you know a long time ago. That's that's my goal. And ever since I saw the first Ring of Honor show, and then they introduced their title, that's something that was a goal of mine uh, when I became a pro wrestler. So that's definitely you know the next thing in line for me. Mm. Uh, recently, uh, Jim Cornette. Uh, stepped away from from Ring of Honor. Uh, what are your experiences working alongside uh, Jim? You know, working alongside with him was great. He's got such a great mind, and truly is just uh, has a great passion for wrestling. And nothing against him. I just think it just some of the stuff that he wanted to accomplish and the ways he went about it was kind of outdated. Um, I don't think he had a touch with what. Ring of Honor was before he got there and really in touch with what wrestling fans want nowadays. There has to be something more to it than just the, you know, the fines and all that kind of stuff. And I really mm. think that mm. if he just was there to kind of guide it instead of put things in effect, it would have been much better. But as I said, he's a great mind and uh, nothing against Jim. He was great to have around and really gave a lot of great advice for, for myself and all of us, to be honest. Mm. I think in a, in a recent, uh, shoot interview i think steve carino said that uh the the wrestlers is sort of uh a view of what ring of honor should be and what Cornette's view of ring of honor was was quite far apart and he said it was a uh, quite frustrating for, for the guys in the locker room that sort of you know that the two views were so far apart did you did you sort of uh witness that and, and feel that as as part of the roster yeah you know most definitely um just things like you know Fans, I think, want to want to watch Ring of Honor to see athletic wrestling and wrestling they can't see anywhere else. And there were some times where our hands were tied and we couldn't really do that. Um, so I just think that it, it lacked interest, really, and it definitely had that feeling about it. Mm. Um, obviously, Delirious has uh, taken over now uh, the the booking side of things. Uh, in your brief sort of time working alongside him, what, how? Does he sort of compare alongside uh, Jim? Uh, he's definitely doing a great job. I think that, you know, he's still kind of finishing off what was set in motion by himself and Jim before Jim left. And uh, I think that he's moving forward at a good rate. And I think that the new things he has in mind and stuff uh, are going to come off great. I mean, he's always uh, accessible for us and uh, has a great passion for it. And, you know, I, I know he just wants uh, everything to go really good for everybody. And, I think he's on the right path. Mm. I mean, do you think the fact that he was, you know, he's been a wrestler in Ring of Honor for a number of years and sort of understands what Ring of Honor was and what the fans maybe want, think that's that will help him and the uh, and, and the wrestlers? I, I definitely think so. You know, as you said, he's been a part of Ring of Honor for a long time and seen it grow and has saw uh, the times that worked and the times that didn't work and what needed improvement. And so I definitely think that. Uh, he has more of the mindset that all the wrestlers do and, and knows what the fans might want to see from Ring of Honor moving forward. Mm. Uh, a similar sort of question. Big T Champ asks, what is the overall mood or outlook on the future backstage since Delirious returned to full control? Uh, you know, I, th I think it's good. We're all looking forward to, to the new year and, and what's coming out of it. And uh, really, I think everybody's just in 
in good spirits right now and wants to see everything go back to, to what Ring of Honor is all about. And I think that everybody's really, uh, really happy with what's going on, the changes that have been made. And we're just going to stay like that until I guess we get proved otherwise. Mm. Uh, and no, so you said that you know under Cornet you felt a bit um, sort of uh, handcuffed. Uh, what what sort of input did you get to put into your promo and, and you know in your character? Did you have sort of a lot of input into that, or was it sort of do what you were told sort of thing? Uh, it was kind of a here's what I want you to say or whatever. But there was points where you had to speak up, and I think that a lot of my promos were lacking because it was you know other people's direction than they wanted me to present myself as. But once I started getting comfortable enough to say, Hey, like, I don't see me doing that. This is what I'd like to do. I'd still get your key point. And I think that's when they started progressing. So if you spoke up and said, I want to change it or want to do this, you weren't looked down upon, but there was mm. definitely a direction that they tried to, they tried to have you do, whether it be comfortable or not for you. Uh, now we're going to move into some more general-based questions. From most, most of these are actually fan questions. Uh, Big T Champ asks: Is your ultimate goal to get into WWE or TNA, or do you want to stay with Ring of Honor for at least a couple more years? Uh, I definitely want to stick it out in Ring of Honor. Um, you know, I'm still young, and there's still things I want to accomplish in Ring of Honor, and other things in wrestling that I want to accomplish that I can, being under contract to a company like Ring of Honor instead of WWE and TNA. Uh, but I think that everybody kind of gets into wrestling looking at WWE as the ultimate goal. Um, you know, growing up, that's kind of the biggest thing available for a wrestling fan. So that's definitely the goal. But I wouldn't say next year or the year after. Uh, but it's definitely something I want to want to do. Uh, Jake St. Pierre asks, What motivated you to get into shape and make the transition from IWA Mid-South Mainstay to ROH Regular? I was always motivated to to work out and everything, but early on in my wrestling career, I was like 200 pounds, uh, still a thick frame, and then I had knee issues, um, and that just, you know, trying to get bigger and, and eating a lot of food to try to gain mass, it just didn't always come on as good mass, uh, so I got a little bit out of shape and chubby during that time, and then the knee problems just progressed with being sore and not being able to do my cardio and stuff like that. Uh, so really, that's just what kind of stopped me from getting in really good shape. Uh, once the knee issue stopped and everything, uh, that motivation was still there to make it, you know, to a higher level of wrestling and, and to work out. And then I could change with a little bit more cardio and then I watched my diet a little bit better and everything. So the motivation was always there, but I knew that things needed to change for me to, to get other places and bring them on. It was a goal of mine. So that's really just getting there was what motivated me. Oh, you mentioned having to watch your diet, but Andy Tweet Stuff wants to know how much meat does Michael Elgin eat a day? Uh, I eat a whole lot of meat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I try to stick to lean ground beef and chicken, but I eat quite a bit uh, between that and eggs. You know, it's an expensive habit. Uh, uh, Nick Nick's Mets Giants wants to know uh, how do you think you can you can improve as a wrestler. Uh, I think there's always room for improvement in every aspect. Uh, definitely a big thing is talking. I mean, I've worked on it, and I think that uh, the recent promos I've been putting out and just had my free reign on it, I think that they've been good, not great. Uh, there's definitely still work to be needed. 
And in the ring, I mean, you always are learning something about wrestling, whether how you put matches together, how you go about things, um, conditioning, uh, different styles you want to bring in and everything. So there's definitely big improvements in all things. Um, if you think you're good enough to not need improvement, then why are you wrestling still? So I, I really think that I can just improve everything about myself as a wrestler still. Uh, you're easily one of the strongest, if not the strongest wrestler in Ring of Honor. But Adam Bartolo wants to know, who in Ring of Honor can come closest to matching your strength? Um, I don't, I don't want to sit here and sound egotistical. I'm, I'm be honest, I'm not really sure. Um, <laughs> I just, and, and that's not, you know, trying to downplay anybody's strength. It's just not something that people don't do the same power moves I do. So I couldn't tell their strength by that. And uh, really, man, on the, you know, living in in Canada and far away from pretty much everybody else on the roster, it's not like we get to hit the gym daily together. So. Uh, I guess that's just a, a question you're going to have to ask everybody on the roster and see if they're just as <laughs> strong or close to being as strong. Uh, 187Joeism asks, which wrestler would you like to see in Ring of Honor? Uh, you know, I'd really like to see ACH, um, Irish Airborne, and Silas Young all be full-time in Ring of Honor. Uh, I think... You know, all four of those guys are just amazing, and I think they'd really help the roster out. Uh, yeah, that's somebody, That's four people that many Ring of Honor fans agree with you on, especially ACH. He seems to be one of the hottest prospects out there. And uh, moving on to people on the current roster, Tom123 wants to know, who would you most like to work with in a feud? Well, um, I think maybe... Probably Adam Cole or Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, what 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 separates them two, or what what, what why would you want to feud with them to over the rest of the roster? Um, I think that just the the little bit of interaction myself and Adam Cole have had in, in Ring of Honor or PWG or anything have just been uh, quite good, and I think they've given more time in the ring and more time to develop a story between us. I just think we can do something really special. And Tommaso Ciampa, I mean, he, he started to, you know, come into his own before his knee injury, and he's motivated and always, you know, has great ideas and is always thinking of new things. And he's just, I see a lot of myself in him. When I say that, I mean, like, you know, the motivation. He's always thinking about what to do. He's always coming up with ideas for himself and anybody on the roster. So I really think that just our minds would click really well and we could do some good stuff. And uh, finally, KL wants to know, uh, what can you tell about Truth Martini outside the ring? Uh, man, he's a he's a funny guy. Uh, he's a, he's a good guy to be on the road with. Um, I don't know, you know, how far I should get into it or anything, but <laughs> I'm a good guy to be on the road with, and. Uh, you know, there's some, some fun stories that, that happen. Uh, I get to stay at his place a lot, and uh, we tend to get ourselves in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> and also, you know, just uh, he's a guy that says he never sleeps, but I don't think he's been awake very much on the drives. Uh, he's the guy that falls asleep and wakes up and goes, oh, man, I don't sleep enough. A 10-minute nap didn't do anything. Mind you, it's five hours down the road that he's been sleeping. So, uh, No, he's, he's, you know, he's really knowledgeable and, and a good guy to, to be around with. And 
uh, always always a pleasure, and it's always fun to joke around on the road. We have uh, one final fan question from Marketh on our forum, who says, um, "I say God created all men equal. What do you think?" Uh, I think they were wrong. <laughs> uh, thank you once again for talking with us today, Michael. Um, do you have a sort of a website or Twitter where fans can get in touch with you online? Uh, no website yet, but just uh, ROH Michael Elgin on Twitter. All right, so uh, thank you once again for taking the time to uh, speak with us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you to everyone for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you all next week. <laughs>